Thank you, Jessica. How are we doing on bulletins? Do we need to share them around? Are we okay? We got enough? Good? You got one? Bulletin? Show me. Perfect. Thank you very much. Just checking. For those of you that are engaged in summertime chapel bingo, stay on it. Prizes are fabulous. For those of you that have a desire to help us minimize the, uh, let's see, the office swap meet, these are the leftovers in the back of the room. So if you want to take anything, do so. It will go to uh, Goodwill or Fibber McGee's or Salvation Army once chapel's done today. So it's leaving the building. Really, anything that's on those tables, including the tables, you're welcome to take. Yeah. While we like the size of those tables, they're just... Anyway. Um, all right, your conversation with each other as we start worship today is, uh, turn to the person next to you, um, what's your least... Favorite cooked vegetable. Least favorite cooked vegetable. Go. My least favorite cooked vegetable, lima beans. When I was a child, they showed up on a plate. I protested by stuffing them in my nose. All right, the second part of the question. But if it was cooked or seasoned or had this topping on it, you would eat it. All right, so least favorite cooked vegetable, and then if it had this on top of it, seasoned with this, you'd eat it. Chat.
How many, how many of your answers included, if you put melted cheese and bacon on it, we'll just about eat anything? Yeah, okay, there we go. Excellent. It is great to worship alongside of you today our opening hymn, 636. I invite you to stand. God of all time, all space, and all breath, we come to you in this worshiping, needing your presence and listening for your word. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and holy one, God of our time, be with us when our time feels scattered. Hold us when our time feels anxious. Bend us in time to the needs of others and snap us out of trying to manage you according to our time. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. Hello. <clears throat> Today's reading is from Psalm 90, verses 1 through 12. Lord, 
You have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn us back to dust and say, turn back, you mortals. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passed, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they're like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are consumed by your anger. By your wrath we are overwhelmed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days pass away under your wrath, our years come to an end like a sigh. The days of our life are 70 years, or perhaps 80, if we're strong. Even then, their span is only toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. So teach us to count our days, that we may gain a wise heart. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. May God's grace and peace be with you all. I knew that my answer would change the direction of my life, and I knew that the question constituted a summons, a call, an invitation that would change every day of my life. It happened on a sunny winter day with beautiful trees on a hill when Scott popped the question which truth be told, I had kind of hoped he had asked it maybe like two years in advance. <laughs> sure, this is a very common question. Uh, it happens probably every day, but for me it was extraordinary because it came to me from somebody I loved and trusted and admired, somebody who I wanted to spend the rest of my life with through thick and thin, through, well, there's a lot of thick, isn't there? And through peril and through celebration, it all, with this unknown future unfolding, but lived within a sheltered relationship. I knew that my answer would change the direction of my life, and I knew that the question was a, a call, a summons to me that would change everything. And if I'm honest with you, uh, I think in some ways those calls I had as a pastor, the job offers, so to speak, felt somewhat the same way. I have been fortunate to receive four different calls to pastoral ministry within my life, and they have been great contexts to live. And I have been fortunate to receive one call to which, I really can't believe I, I did this, but I, I said no. I said, no, I, I don't think this is a call for me. And there are churches who I've interviewed for and I was kind of hoping maybe there would be a call, but for their wise wisdom, they said no to me. In all of these things, in the marriage proposal and pastoral calls, in those summons to which I said yes, and to those to which I said no, I heard the voice of God calling me into time 
into today, into the unknown future, confidently held in the grip of God's grace. The unknown future. Oh my, who knows what the years will bring. When I said, yes, I will marry you, and then I also asked him, would you marry me? Because, you know, it was 1980, and it was Berkeley, and you know what happens up there. But I could have never imagined the things that would come our way. The unknown future just rolled out in ways that I could not anticipate. There have been times when we have grieved together, when parents and grandparents died in kind and gentle ways. And there have been times when death came to us like a thief in the night and we felt robbed when a father died or when that child in my womb that I hoped we would be welcoming in our family died and I had a miscarriage. We've shared our struggles when our children or our families have navigated through difficult times. I have no idea how our family managed when half of our home and 70% of our community was underwater when the cold, muddy waters of the great Red River of the North came and took over our town. And of course, there were times when we celebrated together the births, our boys' first steps, the occasion of their being potty trained, personally a big highlight in my life. And I actually believe I have a letter from my bishop who congratulated me along with the synod staff when Kyle made that big achievement. Now there's a bishop for you. <laughs> we celebrated when our boys learned to read and for both of them, it was, it was really a struggle. The first piano lesson, which in, in the Maxwell family, the piano is the gateway drug that you do to learn other music or to learn how to appreciate music. Getting a driver's license, well, that may have been more a time of prayer than a deep celebration. And there were graduations, and there were weddings, and now I'm very proud to announce the adoption of our very first grand dog. Her name is Maggie. She is a three-year-old tree-hugging coonhound. We are delighted. We have pictures on our phone. I, I was kind of shocked when I uh, ordering a toy for her and uh, Maggie Maxwell Doherty comes up in Amazon. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have it bad. But chiefly, but chiefly it's been the ordinary, ordinary time of our life that has meant so much. The power of companionship that I feel, especially going to bed at night or waking up and the smell of coffee in the morning. The strength of working together with our hands when we put together a sprinkler system in the backyard. Yes, that was a long time ago, but it was still this great week of our life that I remember. Or the delight of the gift of music or literature when we're driving across the United States listening to Lion King and Harry Potter Goblet of Fire on audiobooks. But none of the unknown future, none of it could I have anticipated, from the challenging to the ordinary. And yet, oh, how it has filled my time. And I'm grateful for that privilege of being alive. 
So if I've been thinking about this chapel theme, it's about time. My thoughts have centered on the gift and the treasure of time. And two phrases that continued to pop into my brain all summer long, I'd like to share with you. One came from the 1700s, it came from a hymn, time like an ever rolling stream soon bears us all away. It's from the hymn that we're gonna sing later today, yeah. I think of the streams that roll through the center of our campuses, the south and the north. Time is familiar as that creek, a place of shelter and Sabbath for ducks and for birds and the white egret and the occasional barefooted Cal Lutheran student or the brave kayaker when the rains have been heavy. Time that you just watch by going through it, it rolls on by time like an ever rolling stream. The other phrase that works his way in my head is from the psalm that Zach so ably read for us. And I've returned to the psalm many times in my life. Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to another. So teach us to number our days. And these are the, how I learned it as a child, so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. I remember the day well. It was the day after the day that the space shuttle Challenger suddenly exploded. Shortly after its launch from Cape Canaveral. Uh, the space shuttle program was super important to our family because my father had the privilege of working on it for many years. And that shuttle had completed successfully nine milestone missions. But yet on that 10th, something went terribly wrong and all of the seven crew members died. Yet again, the unimaginable happened. We were living at Arizona in the time, and that next morning, the day after, in the newspaper in the Arizona Republic, I remember a drawing that I think might have been in the editorial section, but I am not sure. But it was a sketch that somebody had drawn of the space shuttle. Uh, it was black and white, of course it was, black and white. Um, on the top of the page, and there you had that night sky, the night heavens, and the shuttle, and the hatch opened up, and seven doves ascending to heaven. And underneath it, it said, so teach us to number our days, so what we will apply our hearts to wisdom. While I do not pretend to understand what the psalmist in Psalm 90 might have wanted us to understand. I think it has something to say about the sanctity of human life. The gift of time is a gift. It comes without our merit or our action or achievement or control. It comes with no strings attached and yet it is full of promise. It's not empty time, it's full, it's full of potential. It's full of opportunity. Time asks for our attention, the numbering of each of our days so that we will apply our hearts to wisdom. So what will we make of this time that we have received as a gift? 
In speaking about his own life, Martin Luther King Jr. once said, yes, if you want to say I was a drum major, say that I was a drum major for justice. Say that I was a drum major for peace. I was a drum major for righteousness. And all of the other shallow things will not matter. I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have fine and luxurious things to leave behind, but I just want to leave a committed life behind. Teach us to number our days so we will apply our hearts to wisdom. In thinking about the priority of time we spent with each other, Barbara Bush, probably wearing those pearls, wrote that at the end of one's life, you will never regret not having passed one more test. We don't say that much in finals week, but we probably should. <laughs> Nor winning one more verdict or not closing one more deal. You will regret time not spent with a husband, a child, a friend, or a parent. Teach us to number our days so that we will apply our hearts to wisdom. In pondering the end of life, the Buddhist practitioner and author Jack Kornfield said, the questions asked at the end of life are very simple ones. Did I love well? Did I love the people around me, my community, the earth, in a deep way? And perhaps, did I live fully? Did I offer myself to life? Teach us to number our days so that we will apply our hearts to wisdom. I hope that you will trust this time of your life that has come to you as a gift. This gift has come to you from the hand of a loving and faithful and just God who knows you through and through and loves you all in all. And you may not know the numbers of your days. I'm glad I don't know mine. Yet each day is a gift. You are called, summoned, invited into this day, this time, and into the unknown future held confidently in the grip of God's grace and sustenance. So, some of you know that I, I'm a crafter. I like to make things with my hands, and so I have all these rubber stamps and I think there's a lot of wisdom here too, so I want to share with you some of my favorite ones that were appropriate for a chapel audience. <laughs> Every day of your life is a page of your history. I love this one. Our life is a gift. What we do with our life is our gift to God. And this one, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or whatnot, but it's, it's interesting, and it's a beautiful graphic. It says, may you live all the days of your life. That one makes me think. This one from Mother Teresa, can't do much better than that. God doesn't look at how much we do, but with how much love we do it. From Van Gogh, the way to know life is to love many things. And this from an Anglican priest, the first time I read a book that was given to me by Jerry Swanson, who is my campus pastor here, I read it when I was falling in love with Scott. 
John Powell. The only genuine love worthy of the name is unconditional. And just because, you know, Ward Cleaver, you're never too old to do goofy stuff. Amen. <laughs> so, go, you are called to life, you are called to love, you are called to action, you are called to trust in the hand of a loving God who's going to take you into that unknown future. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. God of all time, all space, and all breath, give us strength when we are weary. Give us faith when we are lacking. Give us courage when we are nervous. Give us more time to honor, worship, and praise you. Amen. Please stand and join me in singing verses one, four, and six of our closing hymn, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. In our book, it's on uh, hymn number 632. Go now with a timeless God. Love one another all the time. Amen. Amen. I invite you to share signs of God's peace with each other and all around you.